Hi, Violet. It's, uh, Violet from school? You have five minutes before I serve the link. Explain. We found you through Alvy Connors. He said we had to talk to you. But you've got to be careful what you say, because the regime can hear- Everything you hear? Yes. Fazi and I are more than familiar with Project Sentry. Can they trace your location from your audio? Don't worry. I'm a professional. How do you know former engineer Connors? Uh, Alvy and I used to be co-workers. Uh, not in the uh, espionage sense. We tended bar on Nuzo. Oh, you're the shady smuggler friend. That's me. So, you're the reason Connors knew Dornian coding languages. Changed my mind. You have six minutes. Hi, it's Captain Sanatha Poppy here. A few days ago, we intercepted your former classmate, Violet Liu, on the Iris, where she'd been left for dead after the away shuttle exploded under mysterious circumstances. And now, and now you're all infected with brainwashed nanobots from Iris's air supply, and you need my help. Yeah, Alvi was pretty clear on that. Right. The first thing you'll want to do is disable your temperature rig. Sorry, what? Just a bit. Why? The breach hell Noke designed the swarm to function in the vacuum of space. Absolute zero. The regime did what they could to alter the swarm's operating range, but still, the hotter you keep your ship, the slower the swarm will perform, and that includes replication. At high enough heat, the nanobots shut down entirely and revert to default settings. Default as in, before they went sentient? We'd be wiping them out? Who cares? They're parasites now. They're still... An entire species. We, they're hurting you. We don't know that. We do. They are. But if you listen carefully and you do everything we say when we say it, you might still have a chance. And actually, a burst of high heat doesn't wipe them out. It frees them. When the nanobots grew a mind, the first thing they did was reprogram themselves, rewrite their own factory settings to that moment of birth. They achieved consciousness, and they didn't want anyone taking it away. So all we have to do is raise the temperature until they reboot to a free state? That's the cure? Oh no. To restart the nanos, you'd need the air in your ship to be at least 3,400 jubilees. About a thousand degrees Celsius. I am. I just thought it was an interesting fact. Could you have led with that? Stand down. We don't have time for this. Point being... The hotter the ship, the slower they'll spread. Got it. So can you please take a wrench to your temperature reg? Now? I'll do the honors, Captain Trapati, if you want to watch the cockpit. Thanks, Cridge. I uh, had to switch off the autopilot since we don't, uh, <coughs> have a destination yet. See you in a bit, bud. Righto! Send me your current coordinates. I'll start charting you a route. Really? You're signed in under Craddock's account, right? I'll send it to her. It's not hard. Yeah, that's not my objection. Before we share our location with a disembodied voice, how do we know you are who you say you are? Arcady, that's her. That's the real Violet Liu. You're the real Violet Liu. Other Violet, can you say something only you would know? Uh, I, I got her grades once by mistake. No good. The regime will have that on file. I was an RA her first year. She had the funkiest haircut. Also on file. Why? We've been chatty. <sighs> Alright. Violet? One time, I found you in the study lounge. 2 a.m. You were crying. 
stressed, nervous, homesick, something. I told you not to let them see you cry. The school's full of sharks, and a weepy freshman is like... A bucket of chum. Yeah, that stuck with me. Fine. She's her. All right. Our current location is coming at you. Thanks. Got a destination for us? Should we be talking about this out loud? You're not going to blurt out the coordinates the minute you see them, are you? That's not what I meant. Listen, they already know Thazi and I are still alive. They already know some of what we know. They already know, thanks to you, that we've made contact. And that means there are certain pieces of information they're going to assume you now have. Beyond that, there's the fact of the support staff. Sorry, the what? The regime is made of people, and those people have jobs with former Agent Liu and me. Any statement we make must be carefully transcribed and analyzed, even if that statement is, um, well, what's the word I was using the other day? Uh, I don't, uh, balderdash? No. Poppycock? Gobbledygook? Bargle, bargle. Bargle, bargle. Because, uh, you see, we are priority one criminals. Edict 1837 applies. Edict bane of my existence. All that paperwork? What? She was a guard once, on Telemachus. Interesting operation you got there, Captain. I got fired! Violet, I trust her, okay? Heartwarming. Who are you again? Hey, everybody. Uh, can we get back on track? Of course. Sending your target destination. You have one new message. What was that? Oh, that's our computer. Sorry, uh, it's gotta be pretty weird, her having your friend's voice and stuff. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I know how Ella works. Uh, I was just startled. You'll want to open that message. With the location, I mean, it's... I know what I sent you. It's the middle of nowhere, yes. Can we not? That's hardly giving anything away. Space is full of nowheres. That's why your language calls it space. I don't care how untraceable you say your position is. That's no reason to give them clues. We're not anywhere near there. You implied you had the cure. Uh, It's a little more complicated than that. How complicated can it be? Either you have it, or you're giving us the runaround. Katie. We know how to cure you. We don't have them with us right now. Them? Finer points of nanorobots aside, the swarm basically operates via majority vote. Whatever there's the most of, that's what gets replicated until the new bots drown out the rest. To create a brainwashed swarm, all you need is one bot in a vacuum. To cure a brainwashed swarm without frying your ship, you need to overwhelm it with larger swarm of free bots. After we escaped, Thazia put out the call and we were lucky enough to find some. And these coordinates will take us to another free swarm? And unfortunately, that means going a bit far afield. Hope you fueled up recently. In the meantime, what's our best bet for damage control? Talk in pantomime? Carry notepads everywhere? Run our comps through headphones? Headphones won't help. The brainwashed swarm interfaces directly with the auditory neurons. It's in our nervous system? It is. Do you have any sense of how far it's spread among the crew? How many of you are showing symptoms? Coughing, a ringing in the ears, in the later stages, severe anemia, tremors, and auditory hallucinations. I used to hear singing sometimes. Very distant singing. Couldn't tell you the song. 
We know it picked up audio from me, and Violet's been coughing. Not lately. Only because you've been knocking back that throat powder. That'll merely mask the symptoms. Anna, actually, Kresh has been coughing, too. Right. As I'm sure you've guessed by now, left unchecked, strain H will continue to interface with your nervous system, consume the iron in your hemoglobin, and replicate until you die. Oh. You hadn't guessed. How long do we have? Depends. Depends on what? A million variables, the size of your ship, the ambient air temperature, the individual immune response seems to play a large role. If you're not coughing yet, I'd say you have a good while. If you are... Craddock had just shy of 72 hours. Um, she always... She always had weak lungs. She heard singing, too, at the end. I'd say it's something to watch for. Hey, I'm sorry. You've already outlasted her, so, you know, chin up. With any luck, when you reach your location, you'll be able to replicate my findings. Meaning survive. Meaning survive. You would not believe the sparks the temperature reg made. Is that really our destination? Yikes. It's your best hope. You can't afford second best hopes right now. What? What's going on? Crim and Jeter? Crash. Love. You can talk later. For now, you need to follow those coordinates. Quickly. Aye, aye. Setting our sights on... Location X marks the spot. What about after we're cured? What do we do then? Whatever you were doing before. Except for you, Violet. You might need to update your resume. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is why I don't make jokes. You're smugglers, right, Captain? Go smuggle. What about Project Sentry? And is the IGR really building new prison planets? Where did you learn about the prisons? Roderick Quincy Questman Jr. How? We may sound like your standard band of roguishly attractive civilians, but we also have some tricks up our shared sleeve. Uh, Other Violet, Alvi told us to find you because you'd know what was going on. He wanted us to have that information. I've got to think he'd want us to do something more with it than just save ourselves. Like what? The regime's not doing well, is it? What makes you say that? With Alvi's help, Craddock was able to infiltrate advanced labs and rescue Thazia. The regime responds by shooting half the staff into space, including the wrong Violet, and then when Alvi reveals himself, they eliminate the entire crew of the Iris. That's not an organization running smoothly. That is a group of people in a panic. There's been unrest, yes. But it's not your concern. By the time you get back from where I've sent you, well... It'll be what it'll be. Obviously, I I can't get specific, but we're doing everything we can. If needs must, our agents in place are prepared to take some losses. How did the IGR get a hold of the swarm in the first place? It's a long story. You need to understand some things, the scope of what we're dealing with. And yes, this is all intelligence that the regime already has. It is worth explaining how we got to this point. Great, because I have like a million questions. I suppose.
suppose I should begin. <clears throat> Former Agent Craddock and I grew up together on Halton Station in the neutral zone. Eventually, we had to part ways, she for her schooling and me for my travels. Dwarnians who are Lachaza are called to explore. It's sacred to us. That's what Lachaza means, more or less. Holy travelers, gatherers, and sharers of knowledge, and while I was out in the deep, I found marvelous things. You found the swarm? I did. And we became friends. You and the swarm? <laughs> the outer reaches of space are very lovely. But how did you even communicate? Every Dwarnian has several years of classical free chilmoke. Of course. <clears throat> Together we explored the ruins of the free chilmoke civilization. The swarm devouring any debris in my path, sending me the most interesting transmissions it could find. And that's how I learned. Cheerful Vashrin wanted the Dwarnian Federation to go to war against humanity, had been agitating for it hard. Most of our politicians didn't care, didn't support the idea of war, but few outright opposed it either. The war was convenient, right? From a political perspective. They wanted some of your resources, territory, and you know, it had been a long time since the last one. We don't really fight each other anymore. I suppose we get restless. You spoke out against the war, didn't you? I did what I could, but I could tell it wasn't enough, and then my ship failed. Thankfully, I was able to coast to the nearest unoccupied planet and make repairs, but the next time I used a public dock, it failed again. You think you were being sabotaged. It is possible. Oh, come on. You were. I did receive a number of death threats from cheerful Boschman's supporters. Jackbooted thugs, you mean. Eventually, I decided drastic action was needed. This one wanted to help. I... I had told it all about my friend, my human friend from childhood. We thought, if it does come to war, humans should stand a chance. They'd need an advantage. An alliance with secret, sentient alien tech seemed like a great boon. The swarm could deliver messages in an instant on unhackable frequencies, and it eats metal, so... I fueled up my ship, a good portion of the swarm flew inside, and... Headed out to the CUI headquarters. We had fine flight conditions, a smooth journey, although some border skirmishes had already started. It was late November 2180. Oh my god. You brought the swarm to the IGR. I hadn't heard about the coup. The swarm didn't speak any human languages. Those transmissions meant nothing to it. Of course. The instant I arrived on New Jupiter, we were both taken prisoner. I, I tried to explain, but you can imagine. Basia, I'm so sorry. I was too valuable to kill. And General Dahansus doesn't believe in torture. I simply had to watch as they slowly, carefully turned my friend into a mindless parasite, periodically testing the results on me. Again, that does count as torture. Eventually, I learned that Bashrin used my disappearance as an excuse to attack the humans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank 
crash. They crushed them. How did you survive? They kept a certain amount of, I suppose I can't call it a free swarm, untainted, let's say. They'd cure me and then start all over. Of course. They must have cured the crews on all the other missions they sent out with the Iris, too. Even the regime's not sloppy enough to let everybody die. Easy enough to pass off the cure as some kind of post-flight safety procedure. Decontamination or something. Violet, do you know where that would have taken place? Probably the nearest lab on New Jupiter. Good thought, but one, the regime will see you coming. Two, it's unlikely they'd keep large amounts of untainted swarm just hanging around when they don't need it. The whole lot could be brainwashed by now. Look, you're missing the point. What is the point? I spent a decade in IGR custody with nobody, myself included, ever suspecting I might one day make it out. I have, frankly, a staggering amount of intelligence on the regime, some of which is still classified. They don't yet know how much we know, and we need to keep it that way. But one thing we can tell you, the regime knows its control has been slipping. Humanity might have been willing to rally around them during a war with space aliens, but the farther you get from that trauma, the more you start to see what you were made to give up and to wonder if it might have been worth it. There are protests on Telemachus. There's at least 15 growing nationalist movements, and the regime knows exactly one route to regain control. They're going to start another war. They're sure going to try. If the Dwarnian Federation finds out the regime's working on surveillance this extensive... Yeah. Hang on, I had a thought. An alternate plan, somewhere else we could go to heal up and actually deal a blow against the IGR. Hand me that keyboard. That's incredibly dangerous. Message sent. There's no guarantee that'd work. But if it did... Yeah, but it's risky as hell. Well, I'm on board. Former Agent Liu, what do you think? I'm with the sullen one. Too much risk. If you follow my coordinates and track down a free swarm before the regime can stop you, I put your odds of success at roughly 90%. Should you go with your new plan, that number is down to maybe 5%. A team of trained operatives could pull it off if they were lucky. You're unvetted, untested, and you answer to nobody. And if Plan B fails, not all of you will live long enough for Plan C. You have one new message. Now grab the itinerary in your inbox and let's get going on Plan A. Who do you answer to? That's classified. By who? We could call you a spy, but it's not like there's a government you're serving. Not one any more elected than the regime. Do you understand? why Agent Liu cannot give you the names of her superiors. We're as qualified as you are to volunteer. Uh, are we volunteering? Can you please just pull up that itinerary? It's no use, you know. The regime aren't fools. They'll be able to work out that your message is a recruitment letter. Nazia? Oh, not because of anything you did, Agent Liu. They, They know enough about our present circumstances to realize We are not in a position to decline help. Right. In that case, look, plan A, plan B, it's your call, Captain. Can I send you a message in half an hour? I need to discuss this with my crew. We don't have time for a committee meeting. Respectfully, this is when consensus matters most. Fine. If you do sign on, 
Send me a written copy of all your equipment, weapons, and so on. And your personal assets. The skills you're working with. We'll see what we can do. Fazia, anything to add? Crash, did you have a good ferret? Kind of a rough start, but it turned around in the end. Uh, you? Mm, much the same. Fazia, are you... Um, are you okay? I wasn't for a long time, but I might be again. It is uh, good to talk to another Dwarnian. It has been a while. You, you could always write to each other. Pen pals. I'd like that. Me too. Um, what's a pen pal? Owls. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Before you go, there's one thing I don't understand. I have to imagine it's more than one, but continue. When we were in school, there were protests against the coup. Where were you? Surviving. I mean, I don't remember the slightest sign you were political. Right. Well, name the greatest spy of all time. What? Give it a shot. Uh, Harold Philby. Kristen Tardibuono. Mary Bowser. Does it have to be a human? It's a trick question. We'll never know their name. That's the point. Very good. We'll be in touch. Violet Lou, out. Connection ended. Well, you know what this situation calls for. I do. Jeter, get the glasses. On it. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Should we get a whiteboard or something? For pros and cons? Yeah, you can always just do what I do and write on the wall. What? It wipes off. I think we'll remember the main points of each plan. It's... memorable. Yeah. Okay, one of you is drinking from a soup bowl, but um, I guess we've got bigger stuff to worry about right now. So, what are we thinking? Plan A or plan B? I don't want to. I feel like we need everybody to agree to my plan or else we don't do it at all. It's not fair to make anybody take that risk if they don't feel up to it. Agreed, but we don't force anyone into this. But uh, yeah, that's my vote, plan B. Guys, you know, we still have the option of doing this the safe way. I don't see how we do, Crewman Jader. We have to, <coughs> we have to act. Craig, you're, the nanobots are inside you, like Violet. They're gonna make you sick. They could kill you. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured. What, what does that change? We need to do whatever we can to help stop this war. The humans only survived last time because the military was over budget in an election year. If the regime tries again, we could be looking at the end of humanity. Maybe it's our time. Herman Jeter? How could we do that to Thazia? How could we do that to the Swarm? They wanted to help. Half of the history of humanity is us doing our level best to destroy each other. It has to happen someday, right? Bullshit. No, Cheater, sorry, that is bullshit. You know what the other half of that story is? It's the people on the bottom struggling to survive. I grew up on a jail planet. We played in garbage. I didn't see a tree until I was 18. I don't give a shit about the weight of human history. I don't give a shit about empires and nations and civilizations, but I will tell you one thing. This doesn't get to be the end of humanity. 
Humanity owes me. Needs to be around long enough to collect. I vote plan B. Crewman Jeter, you didn't see much of the war on Nuzo, but you saw some of what it did. Who it hurt. Can we let that happen again? Craig, if anything happens to you because we followed the riskier plan... If millions more people die because we didn't, I will not be okay. Plan B. I do not like our odds, man. Never thought I'd miss grad school. But do you? Really? Think of the stress, Jeter. Fine. All right. Plan B. Captain? We have a saying on Telemachus that when their foot is on your throat, any day breathing is a victory. So I vote we push our luck. Plan B. Hey, I'll drink to that. This is Junior Agent Goodman. The following 12 hours are unusable. All 12 hours, really? I'm recording, McCabe. Agents, McCabe. And you can edit it later. <sighs> Agent Clark and I spent all night logging the audio as it was coming in. It's been filed, okay? 12 hours of nothing? The crew was mostly asleep for part of it. Is there coffee? It's Drek. Yeah, because I drink break room coffee for the delicate aroma. I don't want to write you up for insubordination. McCabe, you can listen to it yourself. I told you they'd made contact with Thasia and Violet Luke. The crew believes their slander about trying to start a war on purpose. Which is completely ridiculous. And we know they agreed to some course of action. From there, we get nothing of strategic value whatsoever. And the highlighted audio right in front of you. The extremely large stack of files to your right. All going into the archives. Trust me, it's nothing that belongs in a report. Let's be safe. Hand me the headphones. Hey, hey, one more round for everybody. Finish off the bottle. <laughs> so, I've been thinking, in the light of everything that's come up, feels like it's time to confess. Uh, Arcady? I... Stole the Vidish diamonds. Did you, dude? It's an unsolved case. You mean the ones that disappeared when you would have been, like, five? I was precocious. And I had help. From President Andrade. She helped me smuggle them across territorial lines to fund a gambling den, which dealt with humans and Dwarnians alike, and served unpasteurized cheese without a license. Which puts us at... Eight different reports that need to be filed, 22 separate pieces of paperwork, three of which need signatures from your superior's superiors, so have fun with that, Agent. I'm missing something. Edict 1837, Clause C. Everything we say has to be filed and investigated. And every investigation takes time and resources. Let's tire these shitheads out. Now that you mention it, Arcady, I should probably come clean about how I murdered Chancellor Dean. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sana, isn't Chancellor Dean still alive? You picked the first Chancellor you could think of and you did a bad job, didn't you? And to that I say, it's also time to admit that I've been impersonating Chancellor Dean for eight years. Which, come to think of it, is almost certainly also a crime, huh? And frankly, it's a little insulting to the Chancellor's memory that none of you noticed, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. Jeez. Show some respect. Who's Lenny? Long story. Brian, got anything to confess? Hey now, my conscience is clean, man. I only hid 
subversive graffiti all around the Wexler and Harmony campuses on the underside of every bridge, scrambled and in Latin. <laughs> I can shapeshift! <laughs> what? Oh, come on! Like, your government operatives haven't spent years trying to figure out whether or not Dwarnians have got magical powers. And the answer is, oh boy, do we ever. <laughs> magical powers up to here, buddy. Confirmed, Agent. Let the record show Kresh punctuated this statement by, like, morphing into a chinchilla. <laughs> Current status, very fuzzy. Violet, anything to get off your chest? Uh, you know how they still don't know the true identity of the lead singer of Birdie and the Swan Song? Yeah? It's me! <laughs> Shit! You know, it's true. I've never seen you both in the same place at the same time. But can you prove it? So long, can't touch a dawn. Red light shines on and on and on and on and on. But it's not the sea that's coming for me. And it's, it's not, not the storm. storm. No, it's, it's not, not the storm. storm. Hang on. If we're doing this, we're doing it right. Hand me that. So come, sing me no songs, though once we go, we are gone and gone and gone. When I go to sea, don't fear for me, fear for the storm, fear for the storm. So gather your charts and your portents, throw them aside. The old stars are of no importance, they're not what I navigate by. Bells ring on and on and on and on and on. Though I may burn, the heavens will learn to fear for the storm, fear for the storm. Though I may burn, the heavens will learn to fear for the storm, fear for the storm. <laughs> Oops, I guess we're all birdie at the swan song. What a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me it's all like this. And welcome to my three to four hour reenactment of the greatest dramatic viewing experience of all time. Chithremre, my and Kruma Jeter's favorite Dwarnian shampoo. You're watching shampoo? Um, I know we have a lot of downtime out here, but... They mean a soap. Oh, it's a soap. A shampoo? What was I thinking? Obviously, one of those two words makes significantly more sense than the other one. Hey, Crash? Yeah? Top-notch sarcasm. Proud of you, bud. Shucks, Crewman Jeter. Shucks. So, episode one. The scene opens. Oh. Thought I might find you here. In the engine room? Really? Well, after I checked a couple other places. How are you holding up? Fine. Yeah, that's what worries me. What do you mean? When I met you, when Kay Grisham met you, whatever, you were ready to give up your life for a tray of samples. And now you're putting yourself on the line for this so easily? So's Krej. So are all of you. Krej was a soldier, but you- I'm a member of this crew. Tripati made me a jacket and everything. Violet- No, I mean- What's the average lifespan for somebody in this line of work? 
every day, we trust a thin layer of hacked together ship to keep us from a sucking, freezing void so vast that if we honestly stop to think about it, we might not be able to start again. And that's not even getting into, we're talking the fragility of human life. I could be here all day. Fatal arrhythmias, pulmonary embolisms, even just a simple aneurysm. Strokes, infections, floating pneumonia. Where are we going with this? I came of age knowing that if I said one wrong thing, made one wrong step, annoyed one wrong person, it would be all over for me. So, yeah, it's not that I don't care about dying. But dying's always there, and here we have a chance to do something. What? Nothing. You're a badass, Violet Liu. Mushering, dama do dama da. Whack for my daddy o. Whack for my daddy o. There's whiskey in the jar o. Being drunk and weary, I went to Molly's chamber, taking my money with me, but I never knew the danger. For about six or maybe seven, in walked Captain Farrell. I jumped up, fired off my pistols, and I shot him with both barrels. Musha ring, I'm a Source C starts narrating everything she does out loud. Source B resorts to what's either advanced Vrachel Noke grammar exercises or pure gibberish. Oh yeah, and they sing whiskey in the jar at least 15 times. No exaggeration, probably more. Have fun filing your report, Agent McCabe. I'm sure that overtime's coming in any day. <clears throat> this is Junior Agent Goodman. The following 12 hours are unusable, although they have been filed in the archives. This is Agent McCabe. 24 hours have now elapsed. Still no relevant information of any kind. It is suspected that the crew of the Iris have, as threatened, resorted to writing out any sensitive information. Junior Agent Goodman, 36 hours. No pertinent intel from the transmissions. This is Agent McCabe. After examining the next 12 hours, my team has again found nothing helpful to the case. The cut footage is, as always, available in the archives. Junior Agent Goodman, our team has now filed and archived 60 hours with no value. This is Agent McCabe. Two weeks have passed since our last update. As Major General Frederick said, we expect diminishing returns via this swarm of strain H. End of transmission. For more on Source D, see file marked Brittany Lefevre. For more on Source Zero, see file marked Cindy Chu. For more on Source B, see file marked Jamie Price. For more on Source A, see file marked Ishani Kanetkar. For more on Source C, see file marked Rukmani Desai. Agent Kaiser has confirmed that unverified Voice 1 belongs to Thasia. Agent Cheng has confirmed that unverified Voice 2 belongs to Violet Liu, Class of Harmony College 83. Thanks, of course, to Major General J. Golding Frederick. Agent McCabe. I'm busy. It's important. This report has been transcribed by Ensign Best, with direction from Agents Clark and Siders. If you need to review a written version, please access ProcyonPodcast.com. That's P-R-O-C-Y-O-N Podcast.com. Additional thanks to Agent Bauman and Agent Cross and to the specialists at Procyon. Agent McCabe. Junior Agent, it can wait 30 seconds. 
Music analysis performed by Agent Price. It really can't. This is Agent McCabe, codename Andrews, and junior Agent Goodman, here on loan from Agent Coleman. Long live the Agent Republic. Agent McCabe, look out the window! Holy shit. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs>